Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Wolfrider Productions and Realm present ElfQuest, Journey to Sorrow's End, directed by Fred Greenhalgh, Episode 3. ground, lifeless and grainy, and it stretches on till forever. Betrayed. Tricked into the wrong passageway by the vengeful trolls, the wolf riders are confronted by a sun-scorched scene of utter desolation. Huddled in the slim shelter of a cave entrance, the wolf riders see no hint of the woodland refuge they'd been promised. All they see is sun, sand, heat, and betrayal. Scouter, I need your eyes. Yes, my chief. What do you see? Is it as bad as it looks? Uh, I see... I see... Uh, I'm sorry, Cutter. There's nothing but those strange hills far into the distance. It's a wasteland. I fell for the troll's trick. Cutter, don't blame yourself. We all underestimated the trolls. Listen to Skywise, my lad. It's my fault, if the truth be told. Picked Nose caught me off guard. Your father would have tied me in knots for letting that happen. My father had a rotten temper. May the High Ones keep his soul. <sighs> Bearclaw would have never tried to reason with the trolls. And never have put any faith in Greymon's word. Listen, lad. We all wanted to believe there'd be a new hold waiting for us here. The decision to try for it wasn't yours alone. Strongbow warned us we might be riding into a trap. We should have listened to him. No! Fear is a trap. Standing still is a trap. How long do you think 
We could have survived in that troll cavern, eating mushrooms and mold, licking slime water from walls, hemmed in by solid rock. There was only one path to try, and we took it. Blame me that we're pinned here now if you have to find blame, but don't question Cutter's choice. It was ours as well. Hmm. Aye. Thanks, Tristan. But no matter who's to blame, one thing is certain. This new land of ours is a death trap. All right, well, we can't stay in here forever, but it looks like we can't go back overland either. The, the cliffs, they're taller than any tree. And look, there's not even anything to grab onto, even if we could climb them. Oh. Even if we could go back, there's nothing left of the hulk but ashes. Skywise produces a stone chip on a braided lanyard from under his vest. It's the shard from the so-called magic stone Cutter cleaved in Grey Mung's court. Sorry, Cutter. I guess the lodestone didn't bring us much luck, did it? Skywise, look at that. No matter how it spins, it always ends up pointing in the same direction. Oh, it's magic. Uh, Dushine, uh, look. One end points back the way we came. And the other end points... Uh, uh, out into the waste. Cutter, I think it's a sign. The tunnel is sealed behind us. So whatever hope we have must lie out there in that strange, empty land. But maybe it's not so empty. Surely the trolls never explored it. Not in that sun. That's right. They led us here hoping we'd die of starvation and thirst. But there could be food and water behind those hills, couldn't there, Cutter? Maybe nightfall, maybe. What supplies have we got? Mm, a water skin less than half full and two pieces of dried meat. Some devil shell nuts and a mouthful of brown berries. Ooh, uh -huh. I have a hunk of deer meat left. She stole this from Grey Mung's table, if you can believe that. Still got it. It's a, I was a little high, those. Oh, no. The elves in turn give an accounting of their spare rations. Water to moisten the lips of the tribe for a day, maybe two at the most. Enough food to share one meager meal, no more. Still, Cutter straightens his spine, full of all the resolution of his late father, Bearclaw. Skywise, will the sun set? Yes. The sun moves through the sky here as it did above the halt. That, at least, we can depend on. Good. Give all the food to the wolves. They will need their strength to get us where we're going. And where are we going? Up there. We will cross this land in the cool of night. The magic lodestone will guide us. It may yet bring us luck. Darkness comes at last, and with it, a bitter cold. The desolate open spaces and infinite sky above are overpowering to these little folk who have lived lifelong in wooded shelter. Secrecy, stealth, the skill of seeing without being seen. These were ways the wolf riders knew to survive. In this vast open, they are like frightened fledglings turned too soon out of their nests. Cutter, come here. 
All save Skywise. Only Skywise feels more wonder than fear at the piercing brilliance of the stars. Cutter, I think I've discovered the secret of the Lodestone's magic. What is it, friend? There. See? The hub of the great Skywheel. The only star that remains fixed while all the others whirl around it. See how it pulls up the Lodestone? Huh. <laughs> I guess so. You said you thought it fell from the sky. Could the Lodestone be a, a piece of that star? It could be. I'm gonna mark one end so we can always tell their direction. Careful. You don't know what evil magic you may release. There is nothing evil in the stars, Cutter. Or anything that comes from them. It's the sun that should concern us. I don't think we have long before it rises again. The elves are grateful for their sending. Their tongues already tying up in the dry desert air. Good work, everyone. Now make camp. The demon's sun will be here soon. It will be hot again, won't it? <sighs> yes. Let's make shelter as best we can, and we'll march again come darkness. Shelter, he says. How do we make a shelter out of, out of this pile of rags? Those robes, Pike. We can use them to hide from the sun. Here, let me stitch this one together with my cloak. We can use your spear and another to make a frame. Oh. Here, take my bow. I hate to be without it, but better that than see our tribe fry. Oh, strong bow. I know what this means to you, beloved. Do shine. Come help me sew. Yes, of course. This is for you, life bearer. Oh, a lizard? Please, feed it to your own cup. I already gave Dart half. You won't be able to make milk much longer if you go hungry. Eat. Thank you. When the work is done, the elves have a rude sunshade. And not a moment too soon. The dawn's blinding sun bursts above the horizon and begins its slow, menacing ascent. Ten elves are all that can crowd beneath the makeshift tent. Seven must wait their turn, while the wolves are forced to endure the day as best they can. Some water, Skywise? Please. It's only a quarter full. Is this? The last of it? Yes. Oh. Drink. All right. <sighs> Dushan and Scout are next. Water! Oh. Soon, yeah. even sending becomes an effort as the brutal sun climbs higher in the heat-hazed sky. By the time the blazing orb hangs directly overhead, the wolf riders hang in a half-conscious stupor. Cutter transcends into the realm of wolf thought, a state of deep trance that takes away from his sense of time and space 
And in this state he may have lain, completely consumed by the sun, until One-Eye and Clearbrook each grab one arm and haul him into the shade. Now there, Chief. Let's get you out of the sun. <clears throat> what? Can someone spare some water for Cutter? <sighs> for all the suffering of the elves, much more is heaped upon their poor companion wolves, who stalk the desert in search of food. But the barren dunes yield precious little to sustain so many. At last, the punishing ball of Dayfire descends into orange oblivion below the horizon as sun goes down. It takes the wolf riders more than a little while to make their nerveless limbs function, to gather their benumbed wits as evening settles in. Cutter sways to his feet, shaking with weariness. The wait for sunset has been the longest of his life. Break camp. It's time to move on. Uh, move on to where? Uh, we can't live through another day like this. Off, mate. Get off me. Let me sleep. We can't lie down and die here. We must keep going. Uh, Strongbow caught a lizard. Uh, maybe there'll be others. Bedraggled, tongue swollen and sagging from their mouths. The wolves creep toward the elves, desperately pleading for water. Together, One-Eye and Cutter dole out precious handfuls from what remains in their water skins. When each of the 14 wolves finishes lapping up their share, One-Eye grips his water skin by its narrow neck and shakes it. Hmm. The container now holds a mouthful of water at most. In Cutter's skin, there's but little more. Tonight's the true test. The heat has drained us all, and we've not enough water left to make one full skin. Don't worry. The lodestone will guide us. We've come a long way already. We're holding up pretty well, considering. <sighs> all except Redlands. Doesn't look good, does it? The humans hurt him inside somehow. He's not complaining, but look at him. He may not last another day. By the wandering stars. Am I imagining things? Scouter, get your hawk's eyes up here. There, in the distance, what do you see? Um, uh, mountains, uh, mountains. Praise the high ones, soon we'll see trees again. Far away, where the ground meets the black sky, stretches a pale ridge of land, barely discernible but unmistakably different in nature from the tedious rolling terrain the elves had crossed. The distant ribbon is too irregular, the surface too mottled with shades of light and dark to be merely a continuation of the dunes. It has to be a mountain range. Don't be hasty, Moonshade. Cutter. I I'm sure I saw plants, uh, like small bushes, uh, scattered around the lower hills. One more night's ride to the mountains. Just one more night following another day's rest in the sun. There's still a few drops left. 
Come, who will drink? The weary elves take heart in Cutter's words, the visible destination giving their hearts the courage to carry on. They drink the last of their water and then travel into the night. They shall reach the mountains alive. Even if it is my blood, they must drink. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Such silence from the tribe. Strange. I think you wouldn't find it so strange, being life-mated to Strongbow. The other elves usually chatter more than enough to fill the silent Strongbow leaves. But this... this is different. Who can speak? To pass words through our parched throats would only bring more misery. You are too young, Dushine. A wolf rider's life is hard at the best of times. But none of us have known pain like this. Uh, Cutter. Yes, Scouter. Uh, see how the terrain has changed. Uh, the sand uh, has turned to rough soil. There may even be plants ahead. Water? Uh, no water. Then why are you bothering me? Up ahead, I see rocks. Uh, some very tall, like uh, tree trunks. If we can get there by sunup, we'll have shade. Do it. You're in the lead now. Wolf riders press on, and as dawn approaches, there is something else to help break the merciless silence of the desert. Insects. Such a small thing. Yet after the oppressive silence of the last two days, the sound of insects, of life, brings newfound strength to the weary elves. And as Scouter had promised, the dunes lower and give way to a wide, flat expanse of ground covered with a thin layer of dust. The mountains beckon to the elves, taunting the travelers with their deceptive nearness. Dawn is coming. Skywise's words spoken to the wind dampen any hope his tribe holds of reaching the mountains this night. Bone weary. Panting like their wolves, the elves trudge toward the tall rock pillar Scouter has chosen for them. Redlands, beloved, touch me. I cannot find you. 
terrified Nightfall has not been able to reach her life mate for hours. He has fallen so deeply into himself. Upon sending to him, she finds only darkness in the passageways of his inner being. Beloved, please, please send to me. And then, a slight spark of warmth. Beloved, come to me. I must give you my soul name. No, I will find it myself if I am meant to. Life mate, friend of my body and my spirit, I do not want to die without giving you all that I am. Then live! I will not take your gift. I will not let you go! Ah, my love, I brought you back. I brought you back to pain. But I am not sorry. Uh, where are we? Near the mountains. We'll rest when day comes and travel through one more night, then... No! No! No more suffering! No! Cutter spins and retreats to his wounded tribe member. Cutter, please! Please! No! No more! Cutter's hand drifts to the hilt of his blade, New Moon. But Nightfall shakes her head. Don't. I'll do it myself when my heart truly believes there's no hope left. Very well. Redlance, how care you? Cutter, no! Lad, no. There's a better way. Moonshade, Pike, bring those cloaks of yours. They make a sling for Redlance, and onward they march. Cutter and Tree Stump before, Nightfall and Pike behind. One by one, the wolf riders dismount and march alongside their wounded companion. All eyes focus on their destination. They open their minds and send to each other a silent, encouraging song. The song keeps their wilted bodies moving even as the sun pokes its malevolent, fiery brow over the rim of the land. (sighs) The mountains are beautiful in this light. So near, yet so far. We'll make it. We have to. I can't believe we found the strength to climb up here. (laughs) It's beautiful, isn't it? (sighs) I guess so. But if that's grass down there, it's too dry to eat. At least the wolves have found some mice to put in their bellies. Small as they are, it's better than empty. (sighs) One more night and we'll be there. One more night. And then? You can say as well as I. Cutter and Skywise slowly descend the rock pillar to join the others hiding in its shade. The dunes are behind them, and now the stony desert floor presents an even harder path to cross. But still, beyond it are those mountains, 
For many, that hope is all that sustains them through this second terrible day. A day which mercifully gives way to chilly darkness. Erlent, it's time to go. No, Cutter. You know as well as I that I must stay here. He can't ride my chief. And I won't leave him. Nightfall. Shh. It's decided. Forgive me. If I had killed that old man when I had the chance, none of this would have happened. We are hunters, Cutter. Not murderers. It has always been our way to respect life. Please. I don't want that to change, no matter what happens. I'll come back for both of you, soon. I promise. We'll be here waiting, Cutter. That is my promise. Uh, uh, Hush, beloved. Uh. Wolf Riders, we face the final trial. When next we rest, it will be in the foothills at Sorrow's End. Sorrow's End. A word? A name? Where Cutter has found it, he does not know. Nor do the Wolf Riders have the strength to ask. Nay, many can barely summon the spirit to mount their wolves again. Sorrow's end. Is this a joke, Cutter thinks? For what but death could end this sorrow? And only the sorrow of the living thing ends, not the pain of those who live on and mourn. The wolves know this. Moonshade's Mount Sky Hider lurches to a stop, jolting her and her little son Dart to the ground. Sky Hider! Stay away. He's. What's wrong with Sky Hider? Farewell, my dear friend. Farewell. Ah, shame. Here, ride Briarsting. If you wish it, beloved. No, Father, I don't want to ride. I can walk, like you. All right, lad. All right. Father and son trudge on together, hand in hand, leaving Skyhider's matted and skeleton-thin carcass to the scavengers who would surely follow. Toward dawn, a second wolf, Woodlocks, falls, frightening his child, Newstall. I have you, Cub. The death of the second wolf causes a pang of horror to run through all the riders. How much longer could their own mounts carry on? Indeed, how much longer could they? Still they march ever onward, until the barren rock-bound mountains loom, beckoning with their nearness and promise of shade. We made it! Pike's joyful cry comes as another dawn breaks, this time with the first cloud the wolf riders have seen in days. Look at those shadows ahead. We can rest out of the sun. I'm going to climb under this rock and lie there for eight days. But Cutter will know no rest until he brings his tribe the thing they most desperately need. Water. Now, as they enter the mountain foothills, the brown bushes have given way to tall, 
leafless, lean-stemmed plants dotted with small yellow blossoms and vengeful quills. Look at those, Cutter. The plant is green. If it's green, it means there's water. Careful. The thing has stickers, see? Still, there must be a way to... See? Things. My blade's wet. Plant is hollow. By the high ones. Chopping off a smaller piece of the unfamiliar plant, wary of its needles, the young chief sinks his teeth into its tough meat. I'm, I'm getting juice. If you can stand the taste, this stuff is full of water. Oh. Who's <laughs> got water in it? Leave it to God. It's out with water inside. The good cheer among his tribe soothes Cutter's soul, parched as his own lips were moments ago. Still, he knows their hardships are far from over. What do they really know about this strange new place? Hey, Cutter. Thanks. Skywise sits down next to his friend, and they need exchange no more words for a moment. Safely sheltered, it is time to rest, and Skywise quickly falls into it. But not Cutter. The words sorrow's end keep twisting in Cutter's mind. He did not make them up. Who gave them to him? What do they mean? What does sorrow's end mean if it's not the end of life? Time to find out. Cutter, where are you going? Up. Will you please collapse? You're entitled. Not yet. The juice from those sticker plants is not enough for us. Well, I suppose you won't sit still till you've found us a blasted waterfall. Cutter! Uh, uh, all right, then. I'm coming with you. Who knew an elf would turn so red in the sun? We're so sore to the touch. If we must stay here a while, I'll have Moonshade make me a shirt with a hood. This land is like a bad dreamberry vision. How can any creature bigger than a lizard survive here? Skywise, up here, quickly. What is it? What? Look. Cutter! Am I seeing true? It's a village. With water enough to keep this whole settlement green and healthy. A village? And those people. Elves. Elves. Elves! Here in this forsaken place! Have you ever been on a bad road trip? No good songs, 
not enough snacks. And one of the people in the back seat just decided he's a crypto day trader. I'm sure you can relate, right? Well, let me tell you, it can get a lot worse. I'm on the most bizarre, the most dangerous, disassociating, violent fever dream of a road trip since Mad Max decided he needed to get more fuel. Don't believe me? Look for the new audio drama podcast, Leaving Corvat, and follow me on my bizarre journey as I try to leave my hometown for the first time in my life. Listen to Leaving Corvat wherever you listen to podcasts, or go to leavingcorvat.com. I dare you. You've been listening to ElfQuest, the audio movie, a Wolf Rider Productions podcast presented by Realm, directed by Fred Greenhalgh, developed by Warp Graphics, Digest Media, and Blue Jay Atlantic in association with the Fantasy Network. Based on ElfQuest, created by Wendy Peeney and Richard Peeney. Script by Alexander Danner, James Leva, and Fred Greenhalgh. Creative consultant, Wendy Peeney. Creative producers, Jay Woodward and Fred Greenhalgh. Executive producers, Wendy Peeney and Richard Peeney. Starring... Chris Summer as Saba, Alejandro Saab as Cutter, Azrak Chow as Skywise, Amber Benson as Nightfall, Brennan Lee Mulligan as Pike, Thomas Trin as Scouter, Aaron Douglas as Tree Stump, Zara Fuzzle as Moonshade, Nicole Maines as Dushine, Will Friedell as Strongbow, Claire Kramer as Clearbrook and Rainsong, Hugo Pierre Martin as Red Lance, Jonathan Woodward as One Eye and Woodlock, Ozma Kasten as Newstar, Cassidy Caston as Dart. Pun Bandu as Rayek. Divinity Rocks as Lita. Damon alums Nicola Malik as Villagers and Warriors. Wendy Peeney as the Bread Lady. And Tim Russ as Sun Toucher. Casting by Stephanie Clapper Casting, CSA. Original score and composition by Frank Schulmeyer. Dialogue editing by Jason DeWald and Remy Dickinson. Sound design by Frank Schulmeyer and Roy O'Shea. Final Mix and Master by Rory O'Shea. Post-Production Supervisor, Fred Greenhalgh. ASL version produced by The Knack Factory. Find it using the link in the metadata of this podcast. Thank you to our Early Bird, Kickstarter, and BackerKit backers, without whom this production would not be possible. Thank you so much, everybody. Special thanks to Sandy Resnick for helping travelers find each other along the way. Learn more and follow the adventure at elfquest.com slash audio dash movie. That's elfquest.com slash audio dash movie.